The Miami Hurricanes just held their second scrimmage of fall camp on Saturday, and the details are trickling in. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. Even on a Sunday, we are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Scrimmage number two is in the books. Mario Cristobal spoke about it in an official UM release. He was interviewed by Don Bailey Jr. for about five and a half minutes afterwards. Gave us a lot of big picture stuff, did Mario. And then some of the other details from onlookers are coming in. I want to note it was the same deal as the first scrimmage the previous Saturday. There was no fan access and no media access. So uh, we rely on a number of, uh, of different avenues to get our information. Uh, and I think there's more good than bad coming out of this one, guys. But, you know, I do want to start with the not so good, because this is something that Mario specifically mentioned when he was talking with DBJ after the scrimmage. He did specifically mention drops again from receivers. We know that was an issue the previous Saturday in the first scrimmage. It's my understanding that they were better. A little bit better at not dropping the football the second scrimmage than they were the first. So that's progress, I guess. Uh, but we did have more dropped balls in this one. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, the wide receivers and, you know, who stood out, though, despite some drops. Uh, from a big picture standpoint, we're going to start with the big picture with Cristobal before we get into some of the details, folks. And make sure, by the way, you subscribe to our podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Mario Cristobal, he seems uh, pleased, not necessarily satisfied, because I don't think he's ever satisfied, but he does seem very pleased with the fitness level of his players at this point and the improving toughness. So Mario and Don Bailey, they talked a lot about Miami's rigorous offseason program and the strength program really paying off. And I love to hear that, and I know we're seeing evidence of that even beyond what Cristobal is saying, right? We've been tracking the strength gains with Coach Feld of a lot of Miami's players. Um, I'm at the uh, the UM facility at least twice a week for availabilities, talking to players, and they all, they all say the same thing, that they're feeling stronger and more confident in their fitness levels. It's not easy practicing in that South Florida heat, as we know, and so – Building edges like this, I know it's not everything in football, but it's a big piece of the puzzle. That's how you build a championship team, right? Build a team that has just a little bit more gas in the tank than the opponents and just a little bit more juice, especially in the fourth quarter late in these games, uh, especially in South Florida when you play you know, half of your games down here in the heat because even when November comes around, it's still going to be a lot hotter and more humid down here than most other places. So sometimes all it really takes to win some of these close games, you think about the close losses Miami suffered last year, sometimes all it takes is better execution or effort on one or two plays to make the difference in winning or losing. Um, and speaking of how you build those fitness levels, Coach Cristobal said – they ran over 120 plays on Saturday uh, in that scrimmage. 
he said they kept even going and running more plays beyond the point that he had dialed up. I'm not sure if it was a set time or a set number of snaps that they had in mind. Apparently, they blew right through that and kept going, which I think is always a good sign, okay? Uh, and a sidebar on that, uh, it's been said by former players who, you know, have – because a lot of these former players like to come around and watch practices throughout the years. Uh, it's been said that this coaching staff just crams a ton more snaps in practice than previous staffs did, that they like to really run everything at a breakneck pace, get a lot more snaps in. Uh, I've even heard it's this may not be an exact number, but I've even heard some say that it might even be sometimes double what, you know, the number of snaps from uh, from the previous staff. And on that offseason program and on the conditioning, you know, Mario Cristobal said this, that you can see that the players who really attacked the offseason, it shows up and you can see the difference. And then on the flip side of that, the guys who didn't attack the offseason as hard are being exposed a bit for that. He did not name names on that. So we can only speculate. Um, so unlike the first scrimmage, uh, the previous Saturday was held at night under the lights. So they got a little bit of a break from the humidity because the sun was down. Uh, this second scrimmage was held in the afternoon in the heat. And Cristobal had a great quote about that. He had a couple of great quotes in the post-practice video. He said, on days like this, football, it tells the truth, he said. Uh, Mario says, uh, in his words, the offense was more efficient in several aspects of scrimmage two versus scrimmage one. So I, I think that he's happy that there was clear improvement from one week to the next. Quote, had some big plays and had some big drops, he added. So the drops part is what gets everybody talking. Uh, he also said, we've had some really good gains in the passing game, but it's been inconsistent. And that matches up with everything I've been seeing and hearing throughout fall camp so far. Uh, another great Cristobal quote, by the way, he says, we've got to play football on football's terms. We can't play it on our terms. This guy is the Cuban Confucius. I mean, I love these Cristobal quotes. How you do anything is how you do everything. That's something he's been saying all throughout camp since he got here. And then you've got a couple of other gems to add to that list. So uh, those were my big takeaways from Mario Cristobal's wrap-up. Uh, I'm going to give you some details, including some specific players that we're hearing about. So you do not want to miss this guys who stepped up in that second scrimmage and especially some of the young guns, because guys, I'm telling you right now, Miami has a handful of true freshmen who I think are going to pop this year, like a handful of true freshmen who are going to be impact makers right away. First game and beyond here with the university of Miami. So we'll talk about some of the guys who stepped up and we'll talk a little bit more about the drops from the receivers and the context of it right after we talk about betonline.net. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. Yeah, they have you covered. So head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening right now. And I am there every day, guys. And this is the time. If you want to lock in Miami over eight and a half, you want to lock in Miami to win the Coastal, be on it, my friends. Bet online where the game starts. 
Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So here's uh, some more that we've been hearing uh, about this second scrimmage, which obviously very, very important, these scrimmages in um, first of all, being able to instill the mentality and the culture on these guys, new coaching staff, they're learning new playbooks. Uh, Cristobal is basically putting these guys through boot camp to try and create a stronger work ethic and a stronger mentality. And spots on the depth chart are being decided every single day based on how these scrimmages are going, guys. So, yeah, as Cristobal said, more drops from receivers. But uh, from what I have been told, the second scrimmage was better than the first in that regard. So it still wasn't clean, guys. Um, we've seen it throughout practice because, you know, after reported drops in the first scrimmage last Saturday, eight days ago, reported drops in practice on Tuesday, uh, they were a lot better in that regard on Thursday in practice, which was good. You had drops in the second scrimmage this past Saturday, but uh, it is better than the first. Um, and someone specifically who's been looking very good in the wide receiving core and has probably been the most consistent guy, Xavier Restrepo. I'm told he's been the go-to receiver, which is not surprising because Restrepo showed signs of that last year. Uh, I think it really helps him that TVD and X are really close friends, so they've got that chemistry um, he's been probably the best and most consistent of the bunch so far has X. Obviously, we want more guys on the outside to step up. X is going to have that starting slot position locked up this year. Um, this is a note that I'm sure relates back to some of the injuries that we had from the first scrimmage into practice. And by the way, I don't you guys let me know if, if you've heard anything, but Everything that I've heard about this second scrimmage, which is great news, um, I haven't heard any rumblings about injuries from the second scrimmage, which I knock on wood that's the case because, I mean, first scrimmage, they lost Trevante Citizen to a significant injury. Um, from what I understand, I haven't heard of anything like that happening in the second scrimmage, which would be fantastic. Um, and, you know, since Trevante Citizen is currently out dealing with an injury, Don Chaney, picked up an injury late in the week. He's currently out. Um, people ask me this every day. I'm not holding back any sort of uh, smoking gun on that because people are like, you you know what's going on with Cheney. Tell us what's really going on. Like everyone else, I see some rumors. Um, nothing reliable enough to report. And I'm very, very, we should all be very, very careful when we talk about injuries and speculation, because there's privacy that comes into play here. And if you guys don't realize that players, families are finding a lot of this content, players themselves find a lot of this content. Um, you know, we give you sometimes recruit uh, scoops and, and reports on, on recruiting, but when it comes to injuries and speculation, I don't like to play that game. I don't, I don't like to play that game because it's not fair privacy issues and I don't have reliable enough info um, but I, I can confidently say that whatever Don Chaney is dealing with uh, is, I think, a lot less severe than whatever Travante Citizen is dealing with. So um, I, I, I think we're going to see, it's my opinion, I think we're going to see Don Chaney play at points throughout this upcoming season. I, you know, I don't think he's dealing with a season ender or anything like that, but I, I don't know anything beyond that, okay? And 
you know, I, I don't want to play the rumor game and I'm not a Twitter doctor and all that. Uh, but as far as the running game goes, first thing is um, I was told that in the second scrimmage, the running game wasn't featured as heavily. And that's probably because they, you know, they don't want to risk getting anyone banged up uh, beyond Citizen and Cheney who are already banged up at that position. But we did get some good news on the running back depth. We talked about this man a lot on Saturday. Devin Perry, the walk-on running back who had a really good spring game, had a great scrimmage. So Devin Perry, uh, I heard he scored a 50-yard touchdown run in the scrimmage. So good for Devin Perry. Uh, he could end up you know, being, uh, being the fourth back if need be. Uh, and there's a couple of other names who, who stepped up yesterday we're going to talk about in a moment. Here is, you know, I, I know everyone probably wants to wanted to start with the wide receiver stuff and the drops. Um, I think that this is the biggest positive coming out of the first two scrimmages and one of the biggest stories in camp so far. Miami's defense is looking stellar, including the linebackers who look much improved. Caleb Johnson, as expected, has been the best guy there. Um, but others are stepping up. So I think Charlie Strong, for however long he stays at Miami, I hope he stays at the U for a very, very long time, he might be the miracle worker that we needed in the short term, right, to get this linebacking group back near the top. And, you know, personnel-wise, in the coming years, with Miami recruiting so well at linebacker, we know it's going to get a lot deeper once Popo Aguirre and Malik Bryant arrive and Bobby Washington so linebackers going to be in really, really good shape personnel-wise. And right now, they're in really, really good shape coaching-wise. And the personnel is looking better. From my understanding, by the way, because whenever we talk about how good the defense looks in practices and scrimmages, people ask, well, does, does that mean the offense is bad or the offensive line is bad? That's not the case here. Um, I think that this is a case of Miami's defensive line really looking great and I say that not because the offensive line is bad because the offensive line is actually uh, from what we understand making really good strides and anytime you ask defensive linemen about the offensive line they go over the top beyond just player speak and PR coaching about you know how much improved the O-line is from last year and how much unity that they're playing with and they really move together but no I think in this case uh, Miami's defensive line is truly in a really good place right now because not only do they have some studs, they've got studly depth, and that's the difference, right? Because I think the offensive line can hang with them, but the offensive line doesn't have as much depth as the D-line. They can't rotate the fresh legs in constantly the way the D-line can, so the D-line wears you down, and that's something I'm hoping and expecting can translate into the regular season as well. There's so much quality depth on Miami's D-line. They're able to rotate fresh legs in constantly. I mean, I'll mention some of the names here. I know I'm going to leave someone out and people are going to be angry. So whoever I leave out, let me know in the comments. But, you know, some of the transfer guys, Mitch Agude, Akeem Mesidor, are looking solid. Uh, you know, Mesidor, especially in the first scrimmage, was really dominated. I, From what I understand, he was really good in the second as well. Nigelie Kelly, the true freshman, hasn't turned 18 yet. He's being described as a freak of nature, and he's having good scrimmages here. Leonard Taylor, Jared Harrison Hunt, Chance Williams at tackle, back to the edge, Jafari Harvey, 
Jake Lichtenstein, who can play inside and on the edge. I don't think we talk about him enough. The transfer from USC, who's doing really good things. Like all of these guys can disrupt an offense. Nigel Kelly apparently flashed again in this scrimmage. And no, I'm not leaving this guy out. The reviews on Locked on Kane's show favorite, first team all Dono, Daryl Jackson, have been great for the six foot six, 300 plus pound transfer D tackle out of Maryland with a seven foot vertical reach and a big time jump or wing seven foot wingspan, big time vertical jump. Um, the reviews from uh, from Jackson continue to be stellar. I think this guy is going to be a superstar. Uh, so that's a lot of the stuff that I'm hearing. Some more details. I also checked out the scrimmage recap from D Money on Kane's Insight. Shout out to him. This guy brings the goods. Um, you know, we we mentioned a few minutes ago Devin Perry at running back having some. Get this kid a scholarship, by the way. I mean, he's a, he's a walk on. Get somebody get this guy a scholarship because every time he gets an opportunity, he's making the most of it. Uh, he had some nice moments at running back. According to D-Money, so did uh, Terrell Walden the second looked good as well. So that's those are all good signs for the running back depth. Uh, he says the best throw of the day in scrimmage was Jake Garcia to Jacoby George for a touchdown on a corner route. Uh, and that's, you know, something really good about a wide receiver. Jacoby George has had some great moments in fall camp. We've talked about him a lot. And Jake Garcia is a stud. <laughs> 2023, if Tyler Van Dyke has moved on to the NFL, we're in really good hands with Garcia. Um, so uh, D-Money specifically brought up freshman cornerback Chris Graves as a top performer, batted down at least four passes, four pass breakups at least, and he continues to tackle well. Sounds like this guy, Graves, has the it factor. And listen, I'm sure you know Chris Graves is among the reasons why Marcus Clark decided to hit the transfer portal uh, within the last couple days because Miami now has awesome depth in the defensive backfield. Uh, all in all, good stuff from the scrimmage. I, I want to take a couple more minutes to talk about wide receiver, though, just to give you my spin on it uh, to, you know, try and balance out some of the negativity because I see how the comments go, right? Anytime we talk on this podcast about guys dropping passes in practice, anytime people tweet about Hurricanes receivers dropping passes, there's just – I don't know. There's a, some panic, some negativity in the comments on social media and on our YouTube channel and stuff. Uh, as far as wide receiver goes, uh, if you look at it from a big picture standpoint, I think it's going to be hit or miss all season. Miami has on the positive end, one of the top quarterbacks in the country in Tyler Van Dyke, who's got a tremendous deep ball. Miami has a ton of speed at receiver. These guys are going to be creating separation. So the big plays will be there to be had, right? When you've got a quarterback who can accurately hit you several yards downfield and receivers who are going to create separation, you're going to have virtually every offensive drive opportunities to hit big plays. So as a result of that, we're going to see some, probably a lot of 60 plus yard touchdowns this year in the passing game. We're also going to see some drops, that would have resulted in 60-yard-plus touchdowns if they were caught. I just think that's going to be the reality of our season, okay? Like, there's going to be certain games where we come out of it, where Tyler Van Dyke put up video game numbers. He, you know, threw for 420 yards because you happen to have 
you know, two guys in one game catch 60 or 70 yard bombs to really pad those stats. And we're going to come out of some of these games and say, wait, they tried to tell me wide receiver was a problem. Look at that. TVD just threw for 420. They caught everything. And then the next week, we might have a game. Hopefully Miami still wins all of these games. We, we might have a game where Tyler, you know, throws for just 300 yards. And it could have been 400 yards, but you had a drop or two, you know, with guys who were wide open 40, 50 yards down the field. I just think that sort of inconsistency, I think, is going to be something we're just going to have to deal with with this group. Right. Where, you know, when you have guys who are as talented, you know, as the Georges and the Smiths and the Restrepos and the Ladsons of the world, who I think are going to be doing a nice job getting open, creating separation, putting Miami in a position to make big plays in the passing game. There are going to be some games where they catch everything and some games where they don't. And it's going to be frustrating. And I think that's why it's also important that Miami has more balance with the running game, that it's not feast or famine, that it's not third and 10 every, you know, three downs and you're trying to complete a 50 yarder, you know, you're going to be able to have a lot of these third and ones, third and twos. You're going to take some pressure off your passing game by running the football better, which is going to open up play action. It's going to give you opportunities. So yeah, I think we're just going to have to accept the fact that uh, we don't have an Andre Johnson on this team. Right. Like we we don't have guys that have that total of a package where they're unmarkable and they're going to hold on to every ball you throw in their direction. You know, we do have someone like Romello Brinson, who we know is capable of making a circus one handed catch like the touchdown that he scored last year. Uh, but just, you know, we don't have. Yeah, at least right now, the jury is out, I guess. But I don't think we have any future Pro Football Hall of Famers in the receiving room right now. So it's just going to be hit or miss. You're going to have some days where they're catching everything and some days where they're not. And I, I think Miami is still going to have a good enough quarterback and enough balance on their offense that they're going to, I hope and pray, not necessarily lose games because of drop passes that hopefully they, they don't end up being like the difference between, you know, nine wins and 11 wins, anything like that. So that's where we're at. Um, and yeah, feel free guys reach out to us on Twitter at locked on canes. If you tweet us, there's a good chance. We'll read your tweet or answer uh, any question you ask on the show. We'd like to do Q and a, whatever we can. And if you follow us at locked on canes, we will follow you back and you can follow my personal as well at Alex Dono Dono spelled D O N N O. So we will be back throughout the week. We'll be talking more fall camp. I'm sure more will come out on the scrimmage between now and Monday. And we'll talk recruiting as we always do. This has been another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.